Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Rejoice, Pats Nation, for today. We bask in celebration. The Thanksgiving holiday is upon us. So much to be thankful for here on Six Rings and Football Things. Brought to you, of course, as always, by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. Sign up today if you haven't yet. And if you haven't, what are you waiting for, sweetheart? FanDuel.com slash Six Rings to take advantage of their fabulous offers with no sweat, first bets, same game, parlays, and more. And don't forget, everyone's favorite. The Six Rings Bet of the Week, where you can fade Fitzy and make yourself a mint to spend this Black Friday, Thanksgiving weekend, and all through the holiday season. It's not a real promotion. I've just been ice cold lately, kind of like your New England Patriots. Heart, all right. So people are going to enjoy themselves a bounty, a feast, a cornucopia of delicious foods, family time, adult beverages, and maybe some decent football on Thursday. There's one game to leave on in the background as you, I'm not sure if you're one of those all shopping or cleanup and leftovers, or maybe uh, like the you do like the Friday holiday pivot where it's like, all right, any of the autumnal stuff can kind of go back in the box. And now it's time to get the tree, start putting up the Christmas decorations. You strike me as a throw on Christmas vacation or leave football in the background now that you've got Jets, Dolphins, and uh, maybe start doing some of the Christmas time decorations. Well, once I finish my morning radio shift with Nick Fitzy Stevens, I forgot. <laughs> Then, then, afternoon, of course, in the morning, you're going to listen to Fitz. (laughs) I completely forgot. 
Yes. Once we finish radio, then I will be shifting towards, yes, some probably some Same. Christmas music, some football yep. on the television. And mm -hmm. hey, you want to start to do some inside decorating and depending on the weather, maybe even do a little outdoor decorating. I kind of I, I need it right now. I want to see the garland and the like the trim and yep. like I want I want some white lights outside of the house, the giant inflatable snowman. Yeah, I want to see that as well. And then, of course, Saturday, don't forget, while you're continuing with your decor, I'll be on with Ken Laird from 9 to 1130. Ooh, that'll be yeah. fun. That's going to ratings, two words, ratings bonanza. Damn right. Great time for everybody. I mean, we one thing is we just can't talk enough about Sunday's game. It is just going to be awesome. It is. Oh, when you have it, when you have an eight and three team against an eight and two team, that's a pretty good. Oh, I'm being told that what I game is that? What game is records. that? Oh, you, yeah, a Andy. Two and eight. I think you're you have football dyslexia. I didn't you have. The you know how your camera on your your phone sometimes is inverted. I my yeah. Bad. Oh, okay, um, that's okay. Well, it's a terrible football game. <laughs> we'll start. Uh, we'll all right. We'll edit that out in post. Okay. Hey, Andy, what a game we have on Sunday, huh? <laughs> Honest to God. Well, the good I mean, news I did. Did you see the numbers? Did you see the the oh the ratings for Monday night's game were yeah. mass? Now, let me quick question though. Is that in part due to the fact that ESPN, because of the writer's strike earlier this year, funneled 11 Monday Night Football games to ABC as well, thinking there would be a dearth of scripted programming. Also, there's really not many good scripted programs on broadcast TV anyways these days. Uh, it may have been the collaboration of the two. Long story short, massive numbers, massive numbers for and, Eagles Chiefs. And even without T-Swizzle. No right. teeth whistle, no problem. Still big numbers. Boy, why are you shaking your head? Don't shake your head at me. You could have shake your effing head at me. But no, the I, I'm uh, trying to shake it off, Andy. Uh, I see what you did there. See, huh? How many how many viewers did they get? I'm feeling 22. No, yeah. there was 29 million actually viewers. There, great football I'm, game. I'm the problem. It's me because I continue to enable your terrible behavior. You do. Yes, I know. It was like 30 million viewers. It was huge, yeah. and we were wondering just the other day. Hey. Is this a down year? Are ratings suffering yet? Are people kind of like a little off put oh, by huge. the quality of football? And again, they're huge. They're absolutely monstrous. Well, for good that, games. For the good. Exactly. And like, I mean, that was a Super Bowl rematch. That was the Kelsey yeah. brothers and the Swift and Kelsey family get together. And it was, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're two good teams that are on pace, maybe for a Super Bowl rematch back to back years. Um, Chiefs team, they still need some work on that offense. It feels very. Well, somebody should tell them that, you know, the old coaches, it takes 60 minutes, not 30, because they're pretty mm -hmm. good for 30 minutes, but even 45. To, no, yeah, it's the second learn. half, not the fourth quarter. Yeah, right no, now. no, no. They need to, much like me and other ventures of my life, they need to learn to pace themselves. <laughs> mm, or they need to learn how to close, not much like yeah. myself. Oh, no, I, I always open close. hot and never figure it, oh, figure a way how to seal the deal. Finishing to her, what? Uh, uh, gee, I can't. How am I not supposed to shake my head? Throughout the, I'm going to look like a bobblehead. Throughout hey, we're the trying game. to have fun with a football All team right. that doesn't even have um, a quarterback. Actually, I have a question for you. Which which particular season where the New England Patriots were receiver challenged does this chief season remind you of? At first, you obviously like jump to 2006, but you know they still have Travis Kelsey and some actually kind of talented players in the P Chiefs receiving core. Whereas Brady was left to work with next to nothing that year, somehow still dragged the team's ass to an AFC championship that they should have won. 2013, that was the Dobson, Boyce, Kenbrell Tompkins draft, but you had an Edelman and Bloom. You still had uh, Gronk, like that was before he got hurt by TJ Ward in the Browns game. It reminds me, actually, in a lot of ways, Andy, 
the 2023 Chiefs remind me of the 2019 Patriots, where like Kelsey is your Edelman, too high a volume. You're going to get the guy just run into the ground or injured. And then everyone else around them is just sort of like along for the ride, but not nearly talented enough to bring the team where they back to where they belong. Right. And you have the confidence, first of all, a defense. You have the confidence of the quarterback. You have the yep. confidence in the coach. And then it's just like, but these guys stink. These stink. guys absolutely stink. And I will say, yeah. I don't, at least it seems that Mahomes is handling it relatively well. Like he seems like he's staying upbeat. He's like, when we figure the offense out, we're going to be great because the defense is so good. He's, I haven't heard whispers of he's the most miserable. Whatever, Seven and eight, three quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the hell their record is. Like I have, and maybe he's just doing a good job of hiding it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it these I do find the comparison remarkable between the Chiefs and the Patriots and sort of a go to the AFC title game every year, rely on your quarterback and fading weapon here. Oh, we'll let this guy go. We don't need him because we got the quarterback and he's still doing the job, but it continues to regress kind of more and more mm -hmm. statistically and visually. And the the battle is more of an uphill battle, I feel like, for Mahomes more and more often. But I would also say, like they always said against Brady and Bell, I, like I wouldn't bet against them. I certainly no. just because they lost this game, I would not bet against them at any point and feel great about my money um, on our FanDuel app. Like uh, mm -hmm. Chiefs are the team to beat until somebody beats them, and like that's correct. how I will correct. That is a thousand and ten percent correct. Must be nice up at the top there with people thinking about how do we get our offensive assets in line so that we can be as prolific as possible to make another championship run, as opposed to hey. Anyone going to be on the team next year? And also, where will we be drafting in the top five? These are the concerns. These are the realities of your New England Patriots right now, folks. And I know you know this, and we're not going to continue to harp on the negatives and make miserable already a season that has gone on long enough and has been beyond disappointing, to say the least. Um, so what are we watching for Sunday? Aside from, you know, uh, hey, can Tyquan Thornton drop another pass? Just like, I'm not sure you saw... Cadillac's video yesterday from Patriots practice. Mac throws a beautiful 20 yard out. Tyquan Thornton elevates to catch it and just bounces off of his Daniel Graham hands. Uh, I mean, God, it's again, it's practice. Let's not make a mountain out of a molehill, but I, I just looking, I'm, I'm looking now and the, over these final seven games, who am I going to get excited about? Where do I look? Where's the optimism? Where's that little future? Something would be like, Hey, this guy showed up. This guy showed out. I want him on my 2024 Patriots, regardless of who's the GM, the head coach and such. Okay. Well, I'll give you one in All a right. world where running backs have been devalued and pushed to the, the fringes aside from Christian McCaffrey and what he does for the 49ers. I think you have a matchup between Saquon Barkley and a poor man, Saquon Barkley. I think the best player on the giants, at least offensively is Saquon Barkley. You know, he can still make plays on the ground through the air. He's a tough matchup. I think that's a challenge. We talked about it a little bit over on the six rings. Cadillac's crucial clashes. You know, your linebackers and safeties having to tackle Saquon is a challenge for them because tackling hasn't been great for the Patriots at portions this year. And um, I like the fact that the Giants last week against the Commanders deployed him like that nice wheel route that uh, that's Tommy DeVito dropped you a dime. And you should be doing the same goddamn thing with uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Oh, language. Ramondre Stevenson needs to get the ball. Like, and he's hitting late season form. He's starting to look like the guy I think he should have been all year. He's running violently. He's getting ahead of steam mm -hmm. and hitting the next level. So if you're a fan of old school sort of versatile running back play, I think this is a, a game for you because I, I like Saquon. And mm -hmm. 
both guys are coming toward, you know, what's their value? Saquon lived the offseason of the devalued running back where he got the one-year deal and that whole thing. Um, and I, I give him, I said this to Cadillac, I give him credit. He has voiced his frustration some, but he's still playing. Like, he's in a tough spot. He's an aging running back mm -hmm. who does not have long-term contract stability on a right. terrible, I almost said crappy football team. Sure, uh, not an uh, um, underperforming, underwhelming team. Like, if he were Terry Glenn, he should say, my hamstring hurts, I'll see you next year. Like well, I, I, I was just going to ask you if Ramondre should or shouldn't be doing the same thing as well, because... How many more miles do you want to put on the tires when you know the journey? It doesn't like the journey is right. fruitless. In and a lot both of, ways. of these guys are in that. So even I would say Barkley even a little more because he's a little older and he's had a little bit more injuries and worn down and those. And things. he's looking for that one last big contract. Now he may get it from somebody else. However, if he, he gets not. dinged up over the final seven games, correct, he may not as well. And Ramondre already should be locked up to a long term deal. I, I there should be there are a number of people on the Patriots that should be locked up on the long-term and they have not resigned a single one of them. You have to wonder if that's not because of the player personnel direction or general manager uncertainty going forward uh, within the Patriots executive structure, but also in both directions. If you were a player who is healthy, you made it to November. Are you re-signing right now with the Patriots? Cause you know, they're not blowing you away with some ridiculous offer. I would like, the team doesn't know who its coach, GM, or quarterback is moving forward. Do I want to sign? Unless they, unless it's a lottery ticket, Perfect. do I want to sign up? Like, I wouldn't want to sign up for that. We want you to stay here and be a Patriot for, forever, Foxborough. Um, excuse me. Uh, who's the quarterback, the GM, and the coach next year? We don't know. All right. right. Like, I don't want any part of that. That just doesn't. Uh, um, speaking of which, quick aside. Because I, I, I love I, a quick aside. I, it's, I've made a career out of it, actually. It's how I. Uh, that was the name of my initial initial show, and then someone started quick slants, and I got bumped. Oh, poor baby. I know. It was um, so our friend Mike Cadlick was doing his mailbag this week, and he put out one of those tweets. Last call. Any questions on the Patriots? So I uh, helped him out by contributing. Um, a simple you question. Chum the water. You rigged the lotto and chum the waters. Wow. A little bit. Actually, it's it's called being a supportive teammate. Yeah, that too, um, which is new for me. Um, I was going to say, how's that feel so far? I'm a, I'm the best damn teammate there is. I do my job and know my role and I shut my hole. Uh, the idea that the Patriots are a keeper team. Pretend you're in a keeper league and you get five slots to fill heading toward next season. Nick Fitzy okay. Stevens, which five Patriots are you keeping? Ramondre Stevenson, Mike Onwenu, Jabril Peppers, Kyle Duggar, and Demario Douglas. Well, I'll give you a, a mulligan because why would you not keep Christian Gonzalez? Ah, oh, crap. That's right. Okay. Christian Gonzalez, Ramondre Stevenson, Jabril Peppers, Mike Onwenu, and Kyle Duggar. Okay. Do I need to give you a second mulligan? Did you forget about Matthew Judon? Or are you moving on from him because he's too old? Okay. Matthew, J I don't. Okay. So there's like. A You're terrible at this. No. I, cause I'm jump, I'm uh, recency bias is jumping and I'm forgetting about the guys that have been out for so long. I forgot what they look like on the field. Okay. Yes. You start with Judon and Gonzalez and then you go Ramondre. All right. I'll leave peppers out. I guess I'll take Duggar. No, I want peppers. No peppers, Judon, Gonzalez, Ramondre on Wenu. I also want to thank you for proving to our audience that six rings is always unscripted. <laughs> Exactly. Well, we don't, everyone else comes in with their pre-prepared lists and their heavy agenda. No, 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 no. Seat of our pants. 
because you know, look what's happened all season long. Look how much time the New England Patriots have put in to their offense and to their game plans and their installs and their preparation and look at the results. So why not just, and that's, that's my argument for this Sunday as well. Sometimes Andy, the best laid plans are to just improvise on the plans. And you know what? Bill O'Brien should just take the playbook and Sunday, just like, what do you feel like calling? And just to like, F it. We'll play, do it live. Playground it. I'm to draw it right there. Like bring some dirt, draw it right there with a stick. And like, here you go, Mac. Here you go. Will, here you go. Here you go. Zappy. You know, the flaw with that theory with some teams, I think that would work, but I think you, I think you need athletes and talent to make that work. And I'm not sure you they never have know. enough of those. What again, like we've been saying now for far too long, what do you got to lose? That's I true. mean, a football game, but actually you gain by losing in this particular instance because you'll better your draft status. Because if you lose, then you have a 38% chance to get a top two pick in the draft. But if you win, you only have a 9% chance. Right. And the same thing with the Giants as well. Like the Giants also want to lose this game, but Brian Dayball had them playing their asses off last week. And I think they're going to try and win again this particular Sunday. Quick note. I read this yesterday. Um, did you happen to catch the... Uh, Trent Brown called the Mark Daniels piece in Mass Live mm -hmm. where Trent Brown said all the narratives about him arriving late and not trying hard this season are BS. You guys know what BS stands for. Um, but he said it. He said it. Good for him, too, for saying it as well. And good for Mark, not for redacting it or, or censoring it. Uh, and the idea like he lost an uncle and whatever else. And he said when he's out there, he's playing like the best player on offense. Agree or disagree? Oh, I, I think there's an argument that can be made. I mean, it's a you know, bum fight, as you would say, like the hobo hope we, we've rebranded hobo rumble, but it's a hobo rumble then. Cause there's not city. a lot of great options. Over no the city. So looks like he wants to stick around. Andy, how would you feel about, uh, would you hold on? You, you don't want Trent Brown on next year's team, correct? No. Cause Trent okay. Brown also mixed in there when he was defending himself, saying he's one of the first ones in the building. One of the last ones out. I'm never late, but if I am late, it's cause I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> Wait, you said you're never late, but then you said if I am late. Well, so I mean, does one or two really? Late. I mean, like that's a valid excuse. Uh, is it? Are you professional? Um, Coach, I so, missed the meeting because I was pooping. City So, I, everyone probably, okay. City So will be, uh, I think, likely as your right guard next year. Are you prioritizing re-signing Owenu at this point? I would. Um, There's not a lot of great tackles on the market, and he's been pretty darn good since they kicked him out there a few weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, within reason. I, I don't know where the numbers I'm not breaking are. the bank for him, but right. I mean, tackles make a lot of money in the NFL. You, those contracts go 80, $90 million. So, all right. Would you, would you approach him with like a, you know, a uh, four for 56? Oh, I would do that in a heartbeat. I mean, you gotta, yeah, yeah you gotta build a foundation. I'd be moving on um, from Trent Brown. So I'm obviously going to have to, cause if you get rid of both your tackles, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know. I could no one really signed next year. So I brought your boy um, some reality to your boy, Adam Jones, in the afternoon mm -hmm. program on WEEI, because mm -hmm. he was very uh, strange here. He might be sick. I don't know. Um, optimistic. He's like, yeah, the Patriots, I think they have a really good chance to make the playoffs next year. Why wouldn't they? You guys are making it sound like it's hard to turn things around in the NFL, and lots of teams go from worst to first and all these things. And I mm -hmm. said to him, could you give me the example and couple, if you want, of teams that replaced their quarterback, their head coach, and their general manager and turn things around in one offseason. I'll hang up and listen. Pause, 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 because there aren't examples. It's like unprecedented. Well, what happened with the 
the Eagles. Um, is this Siri? This is only Sirianni's second year, correct? This is no this third. Is third year. Uh, Jalen Hurts in there forever. That's oh, that's true. He's been the he's I'm been talking the about all he's three. Done a hell of a job. Yeah, last year you can say the Houston Texans, D'Amico Ryan's, and C.J. Stroud, but Nick Casario has been there. Lots of teams years. have. Yeah one or two of the three key pieces. There's been one steady or constant, not all three, which is just so many moving parts that you have it's to huge. almost allow for a trend. I would say 2025 is the North star that you would look to for. If you get the right coach, a good quarterback and make some solid personnel moves. Absolutely. That's what, that's when we can get our LFG back on next year is the year we should be prepared for a, a, some transitional struggle. If that's an operative phrase, it is not. Well, that's what, that's what makes that's what makes this transitioning for that's uh, that's what makes this year so confounding and infuriating. Like, why is this team struggling so badly? You know, last offseason, I pointed to 2024 as a season of opportunity because I thought Belichick was the coach and GM. Mm -hmm. I thought Mac was the quarterback. I thought Bill O'Brien would have stabilized the offensive system and you would have had a draft pick and money to spend to everything else fill in. I didn't know it was going to bottom out like it did. I didn't know Bill would be out. I didn't know Mac would be out. I didn't know everything would be blown up. Believe to, it's not definite yet. We believe these to be the realities of the upcoming offseason for the Patriots. It's you not, bet? I know. I, FanDuel may have odds on it. I, I would. It is, uh, to use uh, triggering phraseology in Patriots Nation, it is more probable than not whoa, that Bill way, Belichick way, will way, not way, be. Way, whoa, whoa, way, 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 way more probable than not. <laughs> I just, like I, I just said, envision, it is more probable than not. That's I can't envision Bill being back, and I, I don't can't. envision Mac being back. I can envision that better than Bill. Same, but Isn't that weird. Still, don't really envision either being back. Much. Nope. Matt Grow might be the highest on the envision them being back list, but I don't really envision him being back. And if he does, is he like making the decisions? I eh. so the reality is, yes, it's going to be hard to turn this around quickly because right. you're. It'd be sort of unprecedented. But anyway, we're talking about a game. I was going to say, we got we got all offseason long to continue rambling on and speculate. And like I say, Pat's Nation became resignation, and soon we will become speculation nation as well. But we do have a football game to talk about this coming Sunday, as we've discussed a bit. And now it is time, as always, once again, for the six rings and football things, FanDuel Sportsbook Bet of the Week, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash six rings to take advantage of their fabulous offers. No sweat, first bet, same game, parlays, and more. All right, Hart, I'm going to make it nice and quick here. I think the Patriots are going to find a way to win this game, and it's going to be an infuriating win to those that want the Patriots to lose out to tank, per se. There is no tank in Belichick, Mac, the Crafts, and all. They, they win this suck. game. It's an absolute nail biter. It's super low scoring. It's frustrating AF. Mac plays. I you ready for this? Here it is. The Patriots 16, the Giants 13. A last second field goal by Chad Ryland, just like eight years ago when Brady led them to a drive where Guskowski hit a 51 yarder and a, a tremendous, tremendously entertaining game. Well, this time it's not a very entertaining game. Tommy DeVito does not bring out the Sunday sauce to celebrate. It's a win for the Patriots. It's frustrating. I'll take the Patriots on the money line. They are three and a half point favorites with an over under of 33 and a half. Give me the Patriots on the money line. And I'll take Ramondre Stevenson with that lone anytime touchdown. Uh, last I saw the Patriots, they were scoring six points in Germany. Um, I've said this before and I'll say it again. 
I have no reason to pick the Patriots. I will not pick the Patriots. Somehow the Patriots are laying three and a half points, um, which just feels like a crap load to me. Um, so I will take those points with the New York mm-hmm. Giants. The Giants, you can mock him all you want. Danny DeVito, ha, 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 lives with his mommy, ha, 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 he's the penguin, ha, ha, ha. Guess what? He's the more stable quarterback in this game. It's he's Tommy better... DeVito. I know. People are calling him Danny because they're mocking Why? him. They're being disrespectful. Oh, my. That's absurd. The guy won the game. And you see this, the celebration on the way in the end zone? The guy's got a little zhuzh. And like, he, he put the... a little juice. Now, see, there's something, Andy. At least Tommy DeVito coming in when you're like, why'd you spend so much money on Daniel Jones? Is Dayball really the right guy? Joe Shane, I've got issues with you. This, that, the other thing. Like, if I'm a Giants fan, I like I want the higher draft pick as well, but I probably enjoyed the piss out of watching them beat the Commanders last week because you got DeVito, the wheel route touching on Saquon. He's doing his little antics, like six turnovers. Like, that was a fun win in the face of defeat. Plus, you sell yourself on football karma, and football karma put CJ Stroud in Houston because Houston would have taken Bryce Young and they would have sucked right now. And somebody else would be good with CJ Stroud. So the Giants fans can convince themselves like, ah, football karma takes care of you in the end. If you do the right thing, football karma will pat you on the back and lead you in the right direction. But the point is the Giants have a starting quarterback. They know who's going out there and they know they feel pretty good about him. He made some plays in the last couple games to mm-hmm. win a game. Like, They are ahead of you in that area. I would also argue if you did the NBA style drafting of rosters, you know how we do before playoff series and like, oh, the Celtics have the best player, but uh, the Bucks have the next two or whatever. We play that game every single spring and summer in the NBA postseason. Uh So if you draft the best player in this game, Saquon Barkley, if you draft the second best player, Dexter Lawrence or uh, Thibodeau, who has on ten and a half sex. So, the Giants have the better players in this game. And I just said they have this more stable quarterback position. They're at home. Why would I pick the Patriots to win? Like, why? Other than, like, regardless of all that, what have the Patriots done this year to merit your confidence right. in the selection? Now, I'm just, I'm just, I'm reading tea leaves or making a, uh, a long, uh, uh, a bizarre prognostication just based on a belief that somehow they'll win a game that we'll all be like, why did you guys win that game? God, if you could have. But Belichick will want to win because it's the Giants and the soft spot and this, that, and the other. So, all right. Once again, uh, I have the Patriots on the money line, not covering the three and a half against the Giants Sunday, and a Ramondre Stevenson anytime touchdown. Andy is taking the points. He wants the three and a half for the New York football Giants and Tommy DeVito against the Patriots. And your propositional is? So I, I like fun props to start games. People know me. They follow me on the Rich Keefe show. I'll do like the velocity of the first pitch in a playoff baseball game or something like that. So give me mm-hmm. first drive field goal plus 450. Oh. First drive field goal. I know these teams can score field goals. I don't know if they can really score a touchdown. So that would be a, a bit a bridge too far, as they say. Mm-hmm. But everybody thinks this is going to go way under. It's 33 and a half. These teams can't score, blah, blah, blah. How stunned will you be if you're like, Five minutes into the game, and it's three nothing Giants or Patriots. So I'm trying to be optimistic, and I feel like a field goal on the first drive is optimistic. Trying not to make too much Robert De Niro face. Uh, that's why I said 16 13 for your final as well. I think it'll probably go under as well. The weather will not be much of a factor. It is just going to be cold, crisp, and uh, autumnal out there at the Meadowlands. What a tailgate it's going to be as well. I'm sure it'll be. Tailgate might be better than the. <laughs> gate. <laughs>
It's oh, a bad mighty game. Fall. But but let me tell you. Let me tell you. If you really want tremendous entertainment on Sunday, tune into the Six Rings post game show on WEEI, uh, where Hart and I will be on from four to seven thirty. Uh, a couple weeks ago, after the game in Frankfurt, it was a very, very lively post game show with a lot of frustrated callers. Hopefully, we'll have similar engagement, and maybe there'll be a few positive notes to discuss as well in the post game. All right, that'll do for the preview portion of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Of course, each and every week when we bring you the preview pod, we're also happy to bring along a Patriots media member interview. This week, our guy Mike Cadlick from WEI.com, our terrific beat reporter, was able to catch up with from Patriots.com, the analytics wizard himself, Mr. Next Gen, Evan Lazar. So stay tuned now for a Cadlick chat with Evan Lazar from Gillette Stadium this week. And we want to wish everybody the happiest of Thanksgiving. Thank you guys for continuing to play along, to listen, to be a part of our growing Patriots fan community here. We appreciate you and we're very thankful for you and everything you do uh, for listening, for tuning in and telling your friends, hey, come on, guys. You know what? Fitzy and Hart realize the season's kind of over, even with seven games to go, but they're still doing their damnedest to make it as informative and entertaining as possible. For Terp, for Hart, this is Fitzy. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. This has been Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. A presentation of WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Happy Thanksgiving, and now please enjoy a fabulous football chat between Mike Cadlick and Evan Lazar. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, it's Fitzy from Six Rings and Football Things. It's not just a podcast, it's the 25th hour of the day. Your weekly source for all things New England Patriots, right on time. Your time. In the car? Navigate the streets of the NFL offseason with wisdom in your ear. We accompany every errand you need to run. Washing the windows or vacuuming the carpets? Don't just clean, conquer. Podcasts make you more productive because we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow Six Rings and Football Things in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome back into Six Rings and Football Things here on WEEI and for Odyssey Sports. I am Mike Cadlick down here at Gillette Stadium, back with our beat reporter check-in, our weekly beat reporter check-in, and today I have none other than Patriots.com's Evan Lazar, somebody who I've known for a few years now, but I think this is the first time we've actually ever done content together, Evan. So the first, we, I think we've done a, a podcast on on Clinus as we as we call oh it, yeah maybe once or twice, That's but fair. on EEI, I think this might be the first time. Yeah, well, welcome in. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on here. Thanks for uh, being our weekly guest. So what we do here, um, I'll explain it to Evan, but as I'm sure our listeners know, quick check in every week down at Foxborough. Sometimes it's Andy Hart, sometimes it's myself. Um, getting a quick state of the Patriots, figuring out where this team is at. Obviously, struggling here at 2-8 and eight on the bye week. Um, Evan, I want to get your thoughts. Um, obviously, sunshine.com, I know you can, you, can, you can tell us what you think, but uh, we'll, try and, we'll try and be nice about it um, <laughs> from the Patriots.com view. But just, I know you and, uh, you and Alex have done it on Catch-22 a few times. Um, I've seen you kind of written about... Um, where this team is going to go moving forward. Obviously, we'll, we'll get to where they are now with with two and eight and what they can do this season in a second. But 
Um, just your thoughts, I guess, on where this team is going to go post 2023. Quick state of the Patriots. Obviously, coach in question, quarterback in question. Um, what do you think this team does moving forward, and how can they sort of right the ship after this season? It's a good question, and I, I think that not a sunshine.com thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think that. In some respects, I do want to see how the last seven games of the season look because it, as much as we want to have knee-jerk reactions and we have a show today and we, we all understand the direction the team is going in and it's not a positive one. And I, for one, just from a philosophical standpoint, disagree with a lot of things that this team has done sure. personnel-wise. And I, I really feel like the league is going so much more toward offensive-minded, modern-age type of thinking of player empowerment and just trying to light up the scoreboard. And I know scoring's down, but I, I think all that's kind of anecdotal, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, if you don't have a great passing offense led by usually a great quarterback, but it can also be the, the Niners' Brock Purdy model as well. Yep. But if you don't have an elite passing offense, you're not winning. In the, in the league nowadays. And until this organization decides that everything is going to be sunk into the offense, and I say everything, I, I don't mean everything, but a lot of things mm -hmm. are in terms of high-end assets are going to be sunk into the offense, I, I think they're going to be sunk. I, right. I don't think that they're going to be able to compete. With that being said, who knows what could happen post-buy. If they rattle off se seven straight wins, six to seven, something like that, and it looks completely different, then we have to adjust our thinking. Uh, the odds of that happening are probably like 1%, but it's still a Right, it is a possibility. It's a possibility. So, so I, I'm still wanting to see how the end of the season goes. I'm not an in-season firing type of guy when it comes to Belichick. So let's see how it ends. If it ends on this downward slope, then I think we all know where this is headed, which yeah. is a whole new regime. So I think... um. I think we're in a similar mindset there as far as like, and even I think you, you tweeted sort of a short list of your head coaching candidates yeah. should they move always on. Always evolving. Yeah. yeah. Always evolving. Yeah. I mean, same here, but um, I think the thing I noticed in sort of my line of thinking on this is it's got to be an awesome, it has to be an offensive coach because right now it feels like it's sort of second priority is the offense and yeah. kind of everything's, you know, relying on the defense, three defensive picks in the first three, um, first two, three rounds last season. Uh, and then you look at even like the way I look at it, Evan, is if you have a defensive head coach, you have an offensive coordinator around the offense, and then they're if they do a good job, they're going to get hired away. Yeah. And then the uh, you have to sort of bring in a whole new regime offensively. Where if you have an offensive head or an offensive head coach, they run the system, they bring in their quarterback, that can stay for years to come. And offense, whether you whether you whether people like it or not, offense is sort of the more important side of the ball right now in yeah. the NFL right now. So. Um, I think that's the way they're going to have to go. Um, but, but, I mean, would you say you'd agree with that? that I, I, for the most part, do. I, I still give Gerard Mayo an interview and still Fair. give him a chance. I think from what I've heard about Gerard Mayo is that he does see where the league is trending and the fact that the league is trending towards offense. And he, I don't think that he is going to try to win games 13 to 10. I think he's going to recognize that we're going to compete on defense, but we're going to have to have a driving force offensively. But I, what you said, I, I think is well said. And that is that you're developing offense and developing your quarterback specifically is priority number one for every single team. And if that quarterback has a different guy in his ear every other year, then it's going to be dicey. Once you get to Brady's level of like, you know, Oh seven and on, he has that, 
foundation. He's already Tom Brady. So right. he, whether you're cycling through offensive coordinators or not at that point, it's not really uh, nor not here nor there. But in the first couple years of the quarterback's development, it has to be one voice and it has to be a good voice. And I think we're going to see across the league. Buffalo is a great example. They, you know, Brian Dable gets yep. hired away. Their offense is taking a step back. Let's see in Houston, because one of my guys is, is Bobby Slowick, their mm-hmm. offensive coordinator who came from San Francisco with D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans, defensive-minded head coach. If Bobby Slowick gets an offensive uh, head coaching job as their offensive coordinator with C.J. Stroud, that what happens to their offense? What right. happens to C.J. Stroud? If that goes downhill too, then I think we're really going to be in a world where you need to pluck the best offensive play caller, the best quarterback guru that you can find. And that's just going to be everybody's head coach. Right. Right. And I think there was sort of this negative connotation around the friend of Sean McVay hiring scheme, but that, yeah. and, and again, not doing that exactly, but that type of offensive guy build it around him seems to be the way that this league is going. And I think that sort of has to be the recipe here. And so um, you mentioned, if you get have a guy in a quarterback's year three different times in three different years, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. That's where we're at now with Mac Jones. That's yeah. where we're at with the Patriots. Uh, week 12, 2023. So um, right now, Bill Belichick is being mum about the quarterback starting quarterback position. So is Mac Jones. So is Will Greer. We haven't talked to Bailey Zappi yet. Um, in your mind, I know we, we don't really know anything, but what do you think they'll do this Sunday against the Giants? And personally, what do you think they should do this Sunday at quarterback against the Giants? Yeah, so what it's I sort of two different questions. It is, I and I, what I think they will do, mm-hmm. I think Mac will start this game. Okay, uh, just from what we've seen, and and all we can go off of is what we've seen, and it's very brief that the time that we have at practice. And I'm not trying to sit here and say we get to watch the whole practice <laughs> right. and we know exactly what's going on. They could be giving Mac in the first he could be leading off drills and then we go away and he's standing and watching for the rest of the practice. Like who knows? Right. But I just feel like everything is pointed towards Mac probably getting the start with a short leash. Personally, I would sit Mac. And I think that it's two things. One, you have to look at his long-term development and what's best for his career long-term, whether you're done with him or not here with the Patriots. It just doesn't behoove him to throw him back out there in his current mental state. Right. I would also say that this matchup in particular against Wink and Martindale and the Giants defense, they're going to bring a lot of pressure. That's what they do. They blitz more than any other defense in the NFL pretty much besides the Minnesota Vikings. They're going to bring a lot of blitz pressure. Uh, they have some good guys up front like Dexter Lawrence and Kayvon Thibodeau that can get after the quarterback. And you're putting a quarterback that's already throwing off his back foot, that's already seeing ghosts, that already has no poison in the pocket, and now you're going to put him against a coordinator that loves to bring the heat. And that just, to me, seems like, how can you expect Mac Jones to succeed? Like, how can you expect him to play a good football game on Sunday against a defense that you know is going to bring a lot of blitz pressure? That just doesn't really seem like a great formula. So I would sit him, I would see if a mental reset could do him some good assuming that Bailey Zappi doesn't go into the game and light the world on fire I would plan on going back to Mac Jones in a couple weeks maybe even just next week against the Chargers sure Uh, but in general I I just don't think that this is a great spot for Mac Jones given what we saw last in Germany yeah I would agree with you um so Zappi or Greer I would go Zappi okay I think that look I've been pretty I've pushed back a lot on Zappi especially last year yeah what he did in those two games and the two starts that he had, 
But at this point, he did win two games as a starter last year. Granted, I think there was a ton of context that needed to be said about the how it oh, yeah. came about, the play action The defenses stuff, they played as well. The like. defenses they went up against, all that kind of stuff. But when he was in there last year, they were more productive offensively. So let's see, not necessarily about him as the future starting quarterback of this team, uh, but can he be a functional backup for this team, uh, for Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Penix, whoever? Uh, can he be a bridge guy? You know, if they don't want to start their first round quarterback right out of the gate next year, is he somebody that can keep the seat warm yep. for a month? You know, is that something that he's capable of doing? And I would give him that opportunity this year to see if that that can be. I he's not a franchise quarterback, we know that, but can he be a little bit of a, a bridge guy, uh, even if it's just for a month next year, a capable backup? Because I think there's a world based off of what we've just watching them what they've done with bailey's cutting him and all these different things they've done with bailey zappy do they need a starter and a backup quarterback like they're, they're, right. that might be the case and it would be nice to at least see if maybe they don't need one of those two things all right patriots headed to the meadowlands on sunday one o'clock kickoff from MetLife. um how do they win this game the giants three and eight struggling just as much as the patriots obviously they're coming off a big win against washington um, you mentioned the guys on the defensive line, and then obviously you have Saquon Barkley to worry about. So what do the Patriots have to do on both sides of the ball to try and get a win this weekend? Yeah, I think offensively for the Patriots, they have to have a plan against blitz pressure. Like, Wink Martindale already brings brings a lot of heat at the quarterback. He's going to do it tenfold, I think, in this game because yep. it's either going to be somebody like Zappi who hasn't started a game yet this year, or it's going to be a broken Mac Jones. And yep. he's just going to look at that and be like, I'm just going to tee off. Like, this is just going to be what we're going to do. So uh, whether it's checks the line of scrimmage to check into a screen or check into like a quick game concept, or it's post-snap sight adjustment, the, re- the quarterback and the receivers have to be on the same page of, if they bring this pressure, this is how we're going to beat it, or this is our answer to that pressure. He likes to overload pressure. So you're not always going to be able to just recalibrate the blockers and get it all blocked because he's going to bring more guys than you have to block. So you're going to have to be able to beat the blitz by throwing into the blitz, and that's going to have to be the solution for them, and they have to have a plan for it. That's why I think this is so dicey this week for the Patriots because they don't know who their starting quarterback is going to be, and now they're going to play a defense that's going to make that quarterback think a lot. No matter who it is. And it's just going to be a – it doesn't bode well. It doesn't bode well. All right, so final score prediction. Do the Patriots pull one off this weekend? I have the Giants in this game. All right. I have them 16-13. to Okay. I think that two things – the Paisan over there, uh, Tommy DeVito. Yeah. I, I don't think that he's very good, but at least they know who their starting quarterback is, and it's a stable thing week to week where there's no questions in the building about right, right. who's starting this week. Uh, so I think there's something to be said for that. I, I look at their game last week against the Commanders and say that it's probably not replicable to be that good offensively every single week, but can they get to the high teens to just help fend the Patriots off? I think so, and I, I am really concerned about the pressure with this line play, the way the Patriots' offensive line has looked, not having a great plan at quarterback. It, it's just not a defense that you want to go up against with that many broken parts offensively. So I, I like the Giants. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Giants pulled out too. Um, if you're listening to the feed on Six Rings, you heard my prediction yesterday with myself and Andy. Um, Evan, before I let you go, yes, you mentioned – the Patriots don't have a stable quarterback position the Giants do. Or, yeah, quarterback situation the Giants do with questions in the locker room. 
Do you think the Patriots know who their quarterback is today, or are they actually sitting there saying, we don't know who we're playing yet? I think they know today. Okay. I think there is a real chance that yesterday, I, I think that everybody in the organization has to believe that a, the only path through for Mac Jones is probably a mental reset. Sure. So the question was, was the bye week enough? And did he come back to practice yesterday and look a little bit more like himself? Mm-hmm. Or do they need a longer-term reset for Mac Jones? So I think yesterday when they got here in the building, they wanted to see how practice went. But today, they have practice today, then they have practice Friday. They, they have to have somebody in place for these two days of practice, yeah. I would think. A big third down, red zone, you know, situational stuff right, the right. next couple days. So I, I would say they probably know now. Uh, but I actually think Belichick was somewhat genuine yesterday when he said, it, you know, we'll find out Sunday, because yeah. I don't think he 100% knew on Tuesday, but by Wednesday, I think they probably know. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, you can follow Evan on Twitter if you don't already, at Easy Lazar. Read all of his Patriots and team coverage at Patriots.com. Evan, thanks so much for joining me. Anytime. Uh, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, as always, to Six Rings and Football Things. Um, listen on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcast. Uh, a reminder that we're powered by FanDuel. Make every moment more at FanDuel and go to FanDuel.com slash six rings uh, to sign up today. Um, we'll be back on the feed. Um, we'll get you back to this episode as well. Um, until then, thanks for listening. And as much as we can try and say it, despite them being two and eight, go Pats. Hi, Bruins fans. Looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.